Psalms 23. Psalm 23. You probably can already recite it. But we will look at it anyway. Psalm 23, verse 1 and verse 2. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Those two things mutually exclusive. I cannot have the Lord as my shepherd and still want. As long as the Lord is my shepherd, wanting is not my portion. I shall not lack. Amen. As long as the Lord is my portion, it doesn't matter what is happening in the air. It doesn't matter what's going on on the land. It doesn't matter what is going on in the economy. I shall not want. Say amen. 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 Has not landed yet. Amen. <laughs> as long as the Lord is my shepherd, it doesn't matter whether I have a job or not. It doesn't matter whether my business is doing good or not. I cannot want because the business is not my shepherd. Because the paycheck is not my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I can be out of work for five years. I will never lack. I can work for 15 years. I will never lack. As long as the Lord is my shepherd. It is not the circumstance. It is not the degree. It is not the job description. It is not my boss. It is not the state. It is not the job market. It is not the housing market. It is not the 401k. As long as the Lord is my shepherd, whether I'm working or I'm retired, I will never want Hallelujah. Amen. Whether I have insurance or not, I will never lack. Whether they like me at my workplace or not, whether they hire me or not, I am there to do them a favor because I can't lack. Praise the Lord. Amen. When I apply for the job interview, I'm doing them a favor. I'm giving them my time because I'm there on a mission. I'm not here to beg. I'm not here to eat. The Lord is my shepherd, and the Lord clothes me, feeds me, and shelters me. And so I'm here for the sake of the kingdom. I'm not here because I need a paycheck. Stop begging. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so you knock on those doors, you fill those applications, as if the Lord was your shepherd. Okay. <laughs> Amen. 
Because he can sustain you in famine. He can send ravens with meat for you for three and a half years. He can feed you so that your bucket of flour and your basket of oil never runs out. As long as the famine exists, the Lord is my shepherd. I'm not here on my own. I'm not here to sustain myself. I'm not here to provide for myself. I know who leads me. That's actually bonus. Because we go to the second verse. Let's welcome the church from downstairs. Welcome girls. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. There will be times and today I feel it's one of those times for this where he leads us beside still waters and makes us lie down in green pastures where the Lord calms down our hearts, where the Lord calms down our souls and tells us, I got this. Where the Lord causes you to sleep so you can know he got this. Now I want you to see the next verse. Because he says, he restores my soul. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. There will be times even when the Lord is your shepherd, you are beaten and you are hit from all sides. There will be times you will be driving and all of a sudden someone skips the, uh, the stop sign and they hit you. You are not planned, you are not prepared and he makes you lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside still waters so he can restore your soul. There will be times you are coming to church. There will be times you wake up and you already, already have a song on your radio. You are already dressed up as you wanted to. And then you are on your way to church and all of a sudden something hits you. You don't know what. All of a sudden your soul goes through the, the floor of the car. And it is, you feel you don't want anything to do with anybody. Jesus says, my soul is sorrowful to the point of death. There will be moments where your soul is weighed down by the things of this world. There will be times your emotions look like they are everywhere. There will be times your mind comes to a block. There will be times even your will cannot lift yourself up to go to pray. There will be moments where your soul needs a restoration. Praise the Lord. Amen. You didn't sin. Nothing happened. You were just there with your family, watching a movie, or just talking, fellowshipping, or maybe enjoying Father's Day, and you are there, everything is going well, but all of a sudden the enemy slaps you. Nobody said anything. No one has said anything, but in the spirit, you have received a slap. And you wake up and stagger, and you wonder what just happened. At that moment, 
does this, he does it in fellowship. He does it with the people around us. That the spirit in us can blow over this one that is beaten down, that they may live again. Acts chapter 14 and verse 19. Acts chapter 14 and verse 19. In fact, if you read the whole book of, uh, the whole chapter of Acts 14, the Bible says at the beginning, they wanted to worship Paul. It's verse 1, the things were going so well, the people are ready to worship Paul. Things were going so well, spiritually, mission-wise, ministry-wise, they were ready to worship Paul. They were saying, you are God. But in Acts chapter 14, verse 19, Bible says there were Jews among them. The Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there and having persuaded the multitudes, the same multitudes that wanted to worship Paul in verse 1 and verse 2. At the beginning of chapter, chapter 14, the same multitudes that wanted to worship them, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Amen. Because sometimes you have a very, very powerful ministry here. Very, very great ministry here. And you turn this way. The same group stones you and drags you out of the city. Ready to get rid of you. Sometimes you did nothing wrong. It is not because you sinned. It is just that the enemy has stirred up a people and they have come after him. And they dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. Now the Bible says in verse 20, that the brethren, however, even though this is what the multitudes did, leading Paul for dead, however, the disciples, however, the fellowship of believers. However, the people who walked with Paul, they surrounded him. They gathered around him and he rose up and went back into the city. And I want to speak to people who feel like Paul. They have been beaten down. They have been stoned. They have been dragged out of the city, left for dead. The Bible says that the brethren, they gathered, they gathered around him. In another place, Paul says, and a wind blew. When they gathered around him, there was the Spirit of God who was blowing around that place and restored Paul. And I want to speak restoration over your life today. I want to speak restoration over the souls by the power of the Holy Spirit and the grace of the fellowship of brethren. That there is a restoration. There is an uplifting. There is a healing. There is a revival. There is a renewal. There is a refreshing. He restores my soul for his name's sake. And when the disciples, they gathered around him, he rose up and went back to minister the place where they had cast him out. Now, the book of Hebrews chapter 20, chapter 10, 
Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19, uh, sorry, verse 24. Hebrews 19, yeah. 10. Hebrews how many? 10. 10, 19. 10, 24. 10, 24. Go get it. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Let us consider one another. In fact, some versions say, let us gather around each other and encourage one another that we may stir up, that we may stir up love and good works, that we may push each other towards the city where they had left, the city they were dragged out of, that we may encourage a brother, that we may encourage a sister and tell them the journey still remains. To tell them we are not done yet. And I want you to know none of us, none of us will ever escape this. None of us will ever escape a day in your life. Most probably multiple days where you need a brother or a sister to hold your hand and tell you, let's go. He says, let us consider one another and in order to start up love and good works, verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Not forsaking as we start up each other to understand that we are supposed to assemble ourselves gather around each other as is the man of some. Some have left encouraging each other. Some have thought they can do it by themselves. Some have thought that online church is enough. Some have thought that TV church is enough. Do not forsake. Even when you are strong, find a brother, find a sister that may need you to lift them up. He says, but exhorting one another or encouraging one another as much the more as you see that they are approaching. We will need each other. There is a way the Spirit refreshes our souls. He does not refresh our souls by ourselves. He refreshes our souls in fellowship. He puts people around you when they call you, even if they are talking about their onions or vegetables outside their garden, all of a sudden you feel refreshed. He will put people around you. When they give you a call, when they give you a text, you feel ready to go through a wall. But each of us, we will need people in our lives to tell you the journey still remains. He refreshes my soul. He restores my soul. And he does this in the fellowship of brethren. Amen. Amen. And sometimes it's something as small as a cup of coffee. Something, sometimes it's something as big as barbecue. Amen. Amen. And I'm saying that because uh, it's Father's Day. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There are fathers who need to be lifted. Bible says Elijah had one of his greatest moments in ministry where fire came down and he killed 450 prophets. But the Bible says 
he ran away from Jezebel. He ran away from King Ahab and he went and he hid in a cave and he said, I'm ready to die. Why don't you just kill me? And God told him, I have brethren around you. I have brethren around you. 7,000 who have not bowed down. And in knowing that, Elijah's heart and Elijah's soul was refreshed. God gave him a formula and he said, take up the oil. Go anoint Elisha. Go anoint Jehu. And another guy, I cannot keep up with his name. But go anoint these three and you will find strength in the fellowship around you. Amen. Amen. The Lord makes me lie down in green pastures and he restores my soul. So he can lead me in the path of righteousness. Some of us, the journey in righteousness is only hard because we have not found someone to tell us, let's go. We are only falling. We are only falling. Not because we are weak, but because we have not attached ourselves and we have not realized the world of fellowship. The work of the Holy Spirit who works in fellowship. Jesus says to his disciples in John 20, he breathed the Spirit in them and he tells them whenever you guys agree on anything, if you bind it on earth, it's bound in heaven. If you release it on earth, it is released in heaven. Because the Spirit now lives in you. Your fellowship has authority on earth and in heaven. There is a wind brewing 
around the fellowship of the hands that are, uh, that are held together. There is a wind brewing that is a stirring up right now, even in the midst of that fellowship, as God restores the hearts of men and women, as God restores brethren who have been stoned and beaten and dragged out of their homes and dragged out of the relationships and dragged out of their jobs and dragged out of their places where they thought they were whole and they have been left for dead. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we declare now a lifting, declare now a restoration, we declare now a revival, we declare now a restoration, we declare now a renewal, we declare now revival in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, who lifts up the downcast and the downtrodden, who remembers those who have been forgotten. Lord God of Israel, where they have been cast out by their families, where they have been cast out by their friends, let the fellowship of believers, let the fellowship of brethren, have a cause of starting up in the Spirit, or the blowing of the wind of the Spirit, who revive and to redeem, that they may go back to the city, even a people full of the Holy Spirit, a people full of strength and energy, a people who are ready to overcome in the name of Jesus. We bless their families, we bless everything concerning their lives. Some of them have not been able to keep with the path of righteousness. After this, may they walk in the path of righteousness. We cast out the spirit of death and suicide. We cast out the spirit of heaviness and depression. We cast out every work of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus. We will not lose Elijah's. We will not lose Paul's. We will not lose David's. Let there be a new song. Let there be a new prophecy. Let there be a new teaching and preaching. Let the apostles once again be renewed and refreshed in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare that we are one. We are one in the Spirit. And if Jesus needed the disciples to stand with him, we also thank him for the hands that are holding ours. Because at the moment where our souls are sorrowful to the point of death, these people are holding our hands by faith, saying that we also shall be lifted. We also shall be refreshed. In the precious and the matchless name of Jesus, we pray and we give thanks. Amen. Amen. Come on, give thanks to the Lord. Amen. 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 Amen.